Hey everyone, good morning. So glad that we get to join together online. If you're watching on YouTube, why not subscribe to the channel and feel free to share the link as well. And why not join us live um, any Sunday at 11? Um, we would love to connect with you. Now, as, as you know, this is the year where we embrace. Um, that was the theme of our year, to embrace. We've embraced different things so far. And last week, Pastor Jim started us on our new theme of embrace the promise. And embrace means to accept willingly and enthusiastically. And we're looking at the promises of Jesus over the coming weeks, leading up to the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is accessible for all of believers, and it's going to be a great weekend, I'm sure. But today I have the honor of talking about the promise of peace. Jesus' promise of peace. Now, I'm quite an extroverted person. I love people. I love connecting with people, talking to people, meeting new people. And so we found ourselves in a season of lockdown. I found myself a little bit restless, and it's been a bit of a struggle for me, and I miss you all very very much. And it's been difficult as many of you know our family suffered a, a, a kind of sudden bereavement which rocked us a, a little bit and it's been difficult to be physically distant from family at this time. And there's been some stuff that's happened that's really came after my peace in this season. I found myself in this season busier than I had ever been before. I found myself having meetings uh, with different people like never before, and going through challenges that I never thought would, we would have to go through. And I'll be honest, there's aspects of it that really did start to disrupt my peace. And so as I was preparing this message, I, I'll be honest, I, I really have been struggling with it a little bit, and I hope that when I communicate that this will help me to help you realize the promise of peace that Jesus offers. As I mentioned, Pastor Jim had mentioned at the start of the year that this was going to be the year where we embrace things. And I had asked specifically if I could preach on this weekend because what was supposed to happen was that AOG conference was supposed to have been this week. And as many of you know, I have been doing my training with AOG, which is Assemblies of God, the church group that we're a part of, to become a minister or a pastor with them, and this was supposed to be the first weekend where I preached as pastor, pastor Dave. And unfortunately, conference has been delayed till October, and as we were discussing it, Pastor Jim was kind of trying to work out whether, we were always looking at embrace the promise, but whether we were going to look at different characters from the Bible, but then he suggested what we should do is look at the different promises that Jesus offers. And when he mentioned that, in my head, I was thinking, well, peace was the first thing that I thought of. And then he, he asked me, without saying anything to him, he asked me if I would preach on the promise of peace. And I was over the moon. Um, I was really, really excited about it. And, but then I felt the challenge of, well, my, my peace has been somewhat a little bit disrupted. Things have came after my peace a little bit, but I hope that that will help me, as I've said, to communicate this message. I really hope that I can help this morning. In a moment or two, I'm going to read some verses from the Bible, but before I get there, I want to set it up a little bit and provide a little bit of context. The passage that I'm going to read from is at a time when Jesus is on his, he's not quite on his way to the cross, but he's getting there. 
He's spending time with his disciples and his followers and this group of people that have been with him on this journey that he's been on. And, and it's almost one of the last times he's going to get to speak today. And it's recorded in John's gospel. John's the one who wrote the book of John and he's one of Jesus' followers. And Jesus is promising them the Holy Spirit, which we'll look at in a few weeks' time, but they don't really understand what's going on. And Jesus is trying to explain to them that these things are going to happen to him, uh, but it's okay because it's all part of the plan. But they don't quite understand it. See, Jesus is trying to explain to them that he has a purpose to fulfill. And actually, by him going away, it's good because the Holy Spirit can then come and the work can start. But Jesus says these words in John 14, 27 to 31. Jesus writing to his followers and writing to us today, really, or speaking to us today, says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really love me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father, who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do, you will believe. I don't have much time to talk to you, because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. But I will do what the Father requires of me, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come. Let's be going. And we'll stop there. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I've personally found it quite incredible to see what's going on in the world today. It is absolutely crazy to see how life, as we know it, has quite literally changed in our eyes. It hasn't taken generations for it to change, and we notice a difference in the world. It's literally taken just a matter of weeks. And it's so heartbreaking to see the statistics, and we want to let you know that if there's anything we can do to help you, please don't hesitate to contact us because we are here to help. But as I was preparing for this message, there's three things I noticed in this passage about God's promise of peace or Jesus' promise of peace. And the first thing I noticed is that God's promise of peace was a present that God already gave. Jesus is trying to communicate here to say, the peace I give to you. We can access it right now. We don't have to wait for a birthday. We don't have to wait till Christmas. We don't have to wait till Easter. But actually, we can access God's peace and God's promise of peace right now. Right where we are, even in the midst of chaos and lockdown or whatever, we can access God's peace. The promise of peace is something we can access right now. No matter what you're going through right now, God has not taken away his gift of peace. God is a good, good father that we sing about sometimes, and he doesn't take away good things from his children. And so I want to encourage that if you maybe don't have peace right now, that peace is something you can access. You don't have to go looking very hard for it. Because the peace that God gives, the world doesn't give it. Some of us might be chasing, looking after peace in so many different things. 
I don't know what that is for you, but it's not going to provide you with the peace that goes beyond any understanding. It's not going to give you the peace that you require to go through the seasons of life. Why? Because the peace that God gives only comes from him. It can't be found in earthly things. You see, Jesus is the only one who can give true peace of mind and peace of heart. You don't have to go searching very far because as a song that Hillsong United wrote said, he's not that hard to find. Jesus is right here waiting for you. Which leads me to the the second thing about peace. Not only is it a present that God gave, but I want to encourage you that peace is about perspective. Peace is about perspective. If you don't have peace in your life, if you know that there's just stuff that bothers you, you just, you don't have that calmness, that peace that everything's going to be okay. I want to ask you an honest, open-ended question. What are you looking at? What perspective do you have in life? There's a powerful story in the Bible, which is recorded in Luke chapter 8, where Jesus is And his disciples are in a boat, and Jesus has said, let's go across to the other side. But in the process of traveling from one side to the other, there's a massive, massive storm. Now, for those of you who don't know, Jesus picked 12 disciples, and they were a mixture of different people from society. But a few of them were quite accomplished fishermen. Their job was to go out in boats and sail across the sea. So they will, have, they will have experienced storms before. It's a logical assumption to make. Now, I personally have never been in a boat. I don't really like boats very much, but I've never been in a boat during a storm. But I've flown through turbulence before, and I've thrown through a lightning storm in a plane, and it was quite terrifying. I've also been in my car once when it was thunder and lightning, and the fort lightning was so bright and so close, it was terrifying, and the thunder was so loud, I literally felt like the ground could literally shake. And I picture that this storm was probably a little bit like that, and imagine being on a little boat, and this storm is so scary that the fishermen are freaking out. Picture the chaos, and then one of them, probably Peter, if we think about it, says, where on earth is Jesus. What on earth is Jesus doing? And so I'd imagine the fishermen are probably trying to fix the boat and the other ones are running about chaotically trying to find Jesus and then they find Jesus. And Jesus is somewhere on the boat and Jesus is like this. Jesus is just lying there resting completely at peace. And the disciples rush in and they wake Jesus up and they say, Jesus, do you not see the storm? And Jesus says, why are you so afraid? Have you lost your faith in me? And I I always find this quite puzzling because I don't know about you, but I would be one of the ones going crazy. Look at the storm, we're literally going to die. Yet Jesus is right in the middle of the boat resting and at peace. And I want to present an idea that peace is a perspective. You see, Jesus had already said that they were going to go to the other side. So Jesus knew what was going to happen. And because he knew what was going to happen, he was at perfect peace. You know, 
I want to have a picture on my mind. You may be going through some stuff in your life where it's like an external storm, which has thrown you by surprise. It could be anything. It could be a job loss. It could be a failed exam. It could be a breakdown of a relationship, but it just seems like it's out of your control. And you're asking this question, where is God? Where are you, Jesus? Do you not care? And I want to encourage you that Jesus does care. But Jesus' perspective is he sees the full picture. Jesus sees the promise of peace, the perspective of peace that comes only from Jesus. See, Jesus already promised his disciples they were going to make it. Jesus wasn't worried about an external storm because he already had an internal peace. What are you going through right now that's got you so worried and anxious? What external storms have robbed you of your perspective of internal peace? You see, here are some promises that help me to get my perspective back on what it needs to be on. No, the Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It says that God causes all things to work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The Bible says, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ. It says, I have learned the secret of being content. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a hope, a future, and to prosper you. Because I want to encourage you this morning that if you don't have peace, what are you looking at? Where is your perspective? I want to encourage you to read what the Bible says about your God and what the Bible says about you. So that the next time there's an external storm, or even if you're in the middle of an external storm, your peace will be anchored to Jesus. You see, this thing might come against me, but my perspective is on God. And that my perspective is that my God is in control, that my God will supply all of my needs, and that Jesus says there might be storms, but he will give us peace. There's an old song, an old story written by a, a man who, I can't remember his name right now, but he basically was due to be a missionary and he was moving from America into Europe and his family, he sent his wife and his daughters ahead of him on a separate boat and unfortunately his family's boat sunk and it's a really heartbreaking tale. And his friend wrote to him a little while afterwards and, and he asked him, how are you basically? How are you coping? And he wrote these words back and he said, when peace like a river attendeth my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. What an incredible story. He went on to write that my sin paid not in part but in whole was nailed to the cross and it's no longer my burden to bear. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Why was that man able to do that? Is it because he was perfect? No. It was a horrific circumstance that he found himself. That external storm must have been excruciating. But his perspective was on Jesus. He kept his eyes upon Jesus and because of that, he was kept in perfect peace. Now, I hope you never have to go through that. But it gives me hope that no matter what I go through in life, that if I can keep my perspective on Jesus, then I can have a peace that goes beyond any understanding and that I can keep on going. So not only is peace 
a present that God's already gave. But I believe that peace is a perspective. And I encourage you to ask yourself, what are you looking at? What is your perspective? And the final thing I notice about peace is that peace is power. What if God wanted to use you in the middle of the storm you're going through to show that his peace is power? See, Jesus promised not only that he would give peace, but he also promised there would be pain and trouble and discouragement. But he promised that your peace would get you through that. My papa always used to tell me to follow my peace. That was his advice whenever making a big decision. And I encourage you, it's great advice. Peace is so important. But I think that Jesus is trying to show here that peace is power. To his disciples and to us. See, Jesus is explaining to them that there's some stuff that's going to happen that he's going to tell you beforehand so that when they do happen, you'll believe. But not so long after this, Jesus begins his journey towards the cross. He's betrayed by one of his 12 disciples, one of these, his closest 12, he's betrayed by them. By another one, he's basically denied three times. Peter, this great man that we, that many of us love and respect, denied Jesus three times, denied even knowing who he was. Right in front of Jesus, the rest of the disciples ran away terrified. Jesus is then falsely accused. He's an innocent man who's on trial, on trumped up charges. Yet he didn't defend himself. He takes abuse and he takes everything that's thrown at him by the world. And he finds himself nailed to a cross that he doesn't deserve to be on. And either side of him are two thieves. And they're shouting abuse at him and they're they're, they're just as bad as everyone else. But in a space of a few hours, one of the thieves turns to the other one and says, why are we abusing this man? Clearly we deserve to be here. We're guilty. But this man, this man, he's done nothing wrong. And I don't want to say something that isn't in the Bible. So I just want to present an idea. That there must have just been something about the way Jesus was in the middle of his storm. Something that was so different to everyone else. That just made this man look at him and think, this, this guy's special. And the thief turns to him and says, will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus turns to him and says, today you'll be with me in paradise. I merely present the idea... Could it be that Jesus was so at peace that it was his peace that made him move in power? That he was going through the worst of the worst of the worst, yet he was so at peace that it was so attractive that he had such a strong faith and a strong peace that people thought, I want what they've got. I want what he has. And what does that really mean for us? Well, I want to encourage you that people are always watching us. They're watching us in good times and they're watching us in bad times. But in the bad times, peace is power. Recently, my family, I lost my gran, but my mum lost her mum. And it was quite a shock, but within a week of that, my mum preached a message about embrace the journey. And the journey that she'd been on as she overcame cancer. And I encourage you to check it out on our YouTube channel at New Life Breswick. It was a great message. But some people were asking, like, I don't know how she does it. 
But I want to encourage you that she does it because her perspective is on Jesus and on his peace so that no matter what the external storms that she faces, her internal peace allows her to move in power. Her internal peace that's only based on Jesus allows her to move in power. And she's able to communicate in a way that's so authentic because she's just being herself. She lives it. Heather and I have been on a journey, and it's been quite crazy, and peace has been our guide. Why? Because we put our perspective on Jesus and his promise. But you have a story to tell. We all go through storms, so I encourage you that God's promise of peace is present. He already gave it. But get your perspective on Jesus. If you don't have peace, get your eyes fixed on Jesus because he's the giver of peace. He's the only one who can give the peace you're looking for. But also the reason we go through storms is so that God can use us to show the world that he is the one true God. It's his peace and it's for his glory. So when we go through things and people look at us, they can see I want what they've got. And we have the opportunity to explain that Jesus is the answer that everyone is looking for. Not everyone knows that that's who they're looking for, but we know. And when we access his peace, we can have power over the storms. No matter what external forces come against us, our inner peace will not move. Our lives will be built on the rock and we will not be shaken. So I just want to pray as I close. I want to pray for everyone who's going through situations that have robbed you of your peace. I want to pray for anyone who is going through some battles and you're just desperate for your peace back. I'm going to pray, and if that's you, you can pray with me. And I believe that by God's Spirit, He can move in our hearts and our minds. We can get our eyes fixed back on Jesus and get back to peace. Father God, I thank you for every life here. Father God, I thank you for everyone listening to this. Father, I just pray that by your Spirit, you will move in our homes and in our hearts and in our minds. Father God, people who have been struggling to sleep because of anxiety or because of stress or because of worry, God, that your peace will enter their hearts, Father God, and move, Father God, they can get back to rest. Father God, I thank you that you go before us. There is nothing that takes you by surprise. Father God, I thank you that no matter what comes against us, Father God, nothing can rob us of the peace that you give. Father God, help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to give you all of the glory. Help us to remain in your peace. Father God, I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.